on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. The band is playing the 3-2. Strike three called on the inside corner, and that's the ball game. Marlins take game one by a final of 6-1 to one here in Miami. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee. With Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Bolley. The losing streak continues for the Brewers. They open up a series in Miami, losing by a 6-1 score. Welcome into the program, everybody. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so multiple ways to get connected to the program. You can call or text into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Another tough night for the Brewers from an offensive standpoint. They collect uh, five hits. They scored just one run. The uh, six-game losing streak that they're on right now, that is the longest active losing streak right now in all of Major League Baseball. The Royals sitting on a five-game losing streak. They're the uh, only other team, and they're playing the White Sox right now, so if they lose that game, they could end up uh, extending to six as well, and the White Sox lead that game right now 3-0 in the top of the eighth, but it really doesn't matter. The six-game losing streak is a six-game losing streak. And with that, let's bring in former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. And, Augie, it's early, and there's a lot of injuries, and there's a lot of reasons to believe that this team is going to be completely fine. But at the same time, they're not playing great baseball right now, and they're certainly not winning games right now. Yeah, I agree. I think anytime you talk about baseball and you talk about a team on a major league level, you talk about health, and that's a major concern uh, that we have with the Brewers with all the 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 injuries and things that are going on right now. Not in the benefit best, best part for the Brewers, but you know, really, this has been this game has been a, kind of what this whole road trip has been about: getting behind early and not being able to to manufacture some runs or get some runs. And you know, you you look at what you do in Philadelphia with a bullpen that has struggled a little bit. You think you have an opportunity to come back, and you do. You come back and get opportunities, but you're now in Miami, and this Miami bullpen, along with Rogers tonight, who's 4-2 and two with the 180 uh, had You take this bullpen uh, who's since April 16th is one of the best in all of baseball. Uh, they threw the ball very well tonight. Didn't give the Brewers an opportunity to get much runs because they retired 14 in a row after the fourth inning. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll get into that, and we'll get into the pitching performance from the Brewers. Bottom line right now is we can talk about pitching all we want, and the Brewers certainly don't have a great pitching performance. They give up another grand slam today. Uh, they've given up about you know what four grand slams in the last week or so. But Augie, there, there's to me there's not a lot of reason, and and maybe this will go against everything that you believe in as a former pitcher. To me, there's not a whole lot of reason to talk about the pitching that much right now because the number one goal for this team at this moment has got to be for the bats to get going and for them to start scoring some runs. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, you, you get a game like tonight, and you know you're going to be in a you're going to have a tough battle with with Rogers, who's really been he's really their ace and been throwing the ball very well. But is having that ability to get guys on base 
pace and but still at the same time you got to keep the game close and you know you go through you get into that that up to that third inning and they uh they they change the score i mean they make the score five to nothing you you know you have an uphill battle but you got to peck away at it and they come right in the fourth they score a run in the fourth and what happens in the bottom fourth miami comes right back and, and gets that extra run and makes it six to one the final score but it is i i agree with you i think it's about this offense of getting guys on base and that's one play, place they have really struggled with runners in scoring position uh this whole road trip has been a, a real struggle but they've been getting guys on base it's just that they haven't been able to to score the runs tonight they didn't have that opportunity. They didn't get as many guys on base and get that many opportunities. But a lot, most of the games on this road trip, they have had that opportunity and haven't been able to succeed in scoring runs. We have a poll question up right now on my Twitter page, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, also retweeted from the WTMJ account, so you can get to it from either place. Asking the question, where's your concern level at right now with this team? And when you answer that question, I want you to answer it in the long term. So if you're, if you're concerned that they're not going to win games right now because they're not winning games, that's fine. But I'm talking more long term. Let's, if you feel like, you know what, this team's going to get healthy and everything's going to be good down the stretch of the season, then that would be a no concern answer. But if your concern goes beyond that and you think that even once this team gets healthy, there are issues, uh, that's, but that's kind of how I want you to answer the question if you'll do so. Again, uh, that Twitter poll is up right now on my Twitter page, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. You can also reply to it, and we'll go through those uh, poll results, and we will also uh, give some of the responses to that coming up later on in the program. You can also get in contact with us the more conventional way by calling or texting on the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. As the Brewers lose in my uh, in uh, Miami to open up a series, falling today 6-1. We're back with more in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Here in Miami, that one eats up Urias, and it's in the left for a base hit. And that pass ball may have cost the Brewers a run. As Adam Duvall drives in the first run of the game, it's one nothing Miami. 6-1, Brewers lose in Miami to open up a series. They have struggled against the Marlins this year. They lost 2-3 of three to Miami in Milwaukee last week. I keep saying this. I'm not trying to be a broken record. I like the National League East, and when I say I like it, I mean I think it's a bunch of really good teams. I, I think any of the five teams could find a way to win the division. It may end up just being the healthiest team. In the last week, they've had three different teams that have been in first place. The Washington Nationals were in first place like four days ago, and they're in last place right now. Like That tells you everything you need to know about the National League East. It is. I don't care what any of those teams' records are. There's only one team above 500. That's the Phillies. That's a bunch of really good baseball teams in the National League East. Welcome back in. It's Brewers uh, Extra Innings here on WTMJ. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in as well. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. And uh, we'll go to our first phone call of the day. We've got Sparky in Madison. Hey, Sparky, you're on WTMJ. TMJ. Okay, fellas. Hey, thanks for, for taking my call. You know, basically, uh, yesterday's game was unique in the fact that we had a starting pitcher go nine innings through a complete game, through 111 pitches, and that man is still alive and well today. And it's, uh, I, I told the, uh, the gentleman I talked to on the phone before I got on, 
I had asked him, I said, did you know that Jerry Augustine threw 28 complete games in his career as a, bit, as a pitcher for the Brewers? And he said, God, I had no idea. And, you know, Jerry, i just like to ask you, and if anybody can give a good answer on this, uh, because of you being able to play in the big leagues, do you think that this, this analytics and this five innings, 100 pitchers, third time in the, in the order going around, do you think that's overrated, or do you think the way the game is played today and the way pitchers pitch that that's a, a sufficient way to use a pitcher. Could you maybe just shed some light on that, please? Well, I think analytics are good. I think there's some things that with analytics that you can really use that can be a benefit to the pitcher on how he approaches hitters or what's been the best in the sequences he's using and what's been his best pitch in situations. I think when you go into those style analytics, I think they're outstanding. I also think at the same time that when you look at the brand of baseball that we have today, you have guys who I think when you, you would you would have to surmise that they throw a little bit harder. They go after after them a little bit more but I also think that the game is played now played now in a way that you want to keep your investment healthy you want to keep your players healthy and by not letting them ex- extend or go many as many innings during the season uh, they they limit that amount you very seldom see guys throw 230 240 innings in a season now it's more laid back with a lot of starts but a lot of less innings and that's I think that's the big reason I think there's one big reason is the analyst has helped and it does help pitchers there's no question and I think it makes a pitcher better because he can understand it but at the same time I think pitchers don't go longer in ball games and go to that 100 pitch mark whether that be the the, the mark that everybody looks at is because they want to keep them healthier longer and uh, over a long uh, haul of a season that's very important plus that you add what the bullpens have you know don't, you don't have five and six players in the bullpen anymore you have eight nine ball player pitchers in the bullpen your bullpens are what wins you pennants. Starters will get you there. The bullpen wins them. So I think those combinations there make pitching different today than it was back a number of years ago. And Augie, Zach Wheeler did pitch uh, a complete game yesterday through 118 pitches doing it. That was a lot of pitches to throw. And, and I know Sparky was being a little facetious when he said, you know, he's still alive and well today. I would say and maybe he's going to be fine in four days. But I, 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 I really believe that more often than not, when you've got these guys who throw, say, 110 pitches or more, their performance tends to drop in that next start. Well, you know, the one thing, and, and that was, a, you know, proposed by Sparky. He's been with us for many years that I do remember Sparky. It's a good question. But, you know, it's yesterday was an old style. I thought what you see it was an old style managing job. It was a guy saying that, hey, you know what? He's throwing the ball well. You look at his velocity in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. It did not lower at all. He was still 96, 97. I didn't think his breaking ball had changed much. It looked like it was pretty good uh, throwing the ball very hard and being able to have a good sharp breaking ball when you get those things sometimes you let pitchers go a little further challenge them to go a little deeper allow them to go a little deeper for that self-confidence and Wheeler's one of the best pitchers in all baseball I think we Brewers have had some interest in him in the past he's a guy with the Mets who had some arm issues but has come back and now throwing the ball so well that you want someone to, to achieve something something very positive and he did that yesterday now will it affect him in his next start I think one thing they do in baseball today you throw 111 112 pitches 118 pitches in the game your next start they're going to limit you they're going to watch you closely that you get in that fifth inning, you get in that sixth, seventh inning with 70, 80 pitches and you're struggling just a little bit, they'll pull you then. They'll take you out, give you that little bit of a rest. I know in college with pitchers, I used to do that. 
A lot of pitches in one game, next game watch them close. Don't let them go as far so they can stay healthy for the full season. In today's game, the Brewers lose to Miami by a 6-1 score. We'll get into the offensive woes and the concern level you should have for this team. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. First pitch to Isan Diaz, and Diaz puts a charge into it. Deep right center field, back on its Garcia and Kane. Kane jumps. It's gone for Isan Diaz. Another grand slam surrendered by the Brewers. Matt Pauley and Jerry Augustine continuing with you here on WTMJ after the Brewers lose in Miami by a 6-1 score. Want to go through the results of our poll question. You can get in real quick if you want to. It's on Twitter, at Matt Pauley on air. I asked this question with the, uh, with the caveat. When I asked about concern level with the team, I want it on a, a kind of a long-term basis. So if you're somebody who thinks, ah, you know what, they're going to get healthy, they're going to be fine, then your answer would probably be no concern or a little concern. But my question was, where's your concern level at right now with this team? No concern, a little concern, very concerned. No concern had the least votes at 12.5%. Very concerned had the second most vo- votes at uh, 36%. And a little concern came in at 51%. Augie, I think a little concern is valid. There's there's some things that are not going well with this team right now. There are certainly some question marks moving forward. I think it's completely valid to be a little bit concerned about the direction that this team is going right now. Well, I think the main reason, Matt, and, I, and you probably would agree with me, is that they haven't been 100% healthy over an extended period of time. And, you know, you hear so many guys talk in the game of baseball. How do you, what do you decide? What is an extended period? Of, what is a period of time that can, you can make a good judgment? And a lot of people say, well, you got to get to Memorial Day or you got to get back, got to get to All-Star break or whatever that is. But really, when you look at this poor ball club from spring training, you liked what they've done. They swung the bat well. They threw the ball well. Everything was playing good solid defense. They have not been healthy since the beginning of the season. I don't think they've gone over a period of five to seven games where they've had everybody healthy. And I think you got to think about health. you got to think about getting those guys, everybody healthy back in the lineup. And you've got to allow those guys not only to get back in the lineup, but you got to allow them to have some at-bats and experience of having at-bats. Now, I don't know how long that will take. I don't know how long that will be before we get everybody back or if we get everybody back. But I think that's a major concern is this offense being able to put some runs on the board applying a lot of pressure to the other the opponent and that's what you have to do their pitching has been outstanding their defense has been good it's just that at the plate they haven't been healthy enough to where you can get those guys out there on a day-to-day basis i think you would agree with me with that yeah i i would some of the responses to this that for people who expounded on the question Someone said, I'm more concerned about Christian Yelich. I hope they send him to a back or spine specialist. If you don't think that they're sending Yelich to, uh, to the doctors they need to send him to, I don't think you understand professional sports. They're, he's going. He's seeing the doctors he needs to see. Uh, considering they may have one of the worst offenses in league history right now, concerns should be high. Pretty much all metrics show this is a pretty bad baseball team. We'll see if getting healthy, big if, makes enough of a difference. Um, we have the worst offense in the NL Central right now. Only so much your pitching can do when your offense is this bad. 
Injury excuse kind of lame. Look at the Marlins lineup. Do they have that much more talent? Somebody else says, uh, stop striking out, put the ball in play, and they would be fine. A text message. Uh, time for Brewers fans to show their true colors and hang in there. Not a concern now because no one is tearing up the division. It was only a matter of time that the anemic offense was going to bring down the great pitching, of which both have been riddled with uh, with injuries. And, and speaking of that, we got a text message earlier, Augie, asking if I thought the Brewers were going to drop the rest of these road games and drop down to fourth in the NL Central by the end of the weekend. Right now, uh, the Brewers are two games in front of the Reds, who are in fourth place. The top four spots in the division are separated out by a total of two and a half games. I don't know what's going to happen. I would think that the Brewers are going to find uh, a win or two over the next couple days, but I remember... I remember a couple years ago, the Brewers, right before the All-Star break, I think they played a five-game series in Pittsburgh, and they got swept in the five-game series. And there was a person who texted prior to that series with the prediction that the Brewers would get swept in the five-game series. And I just dismissed that text message and said, ah, that will never happen. You don't know what you're talking about. It ended up happening. So I I never make (laughs) predictions on on wins or losses. But, uh, again, to me, it's more about... Hanging in there right now, um, like uh, like the text said, nobody's tearing up the division right now. Hang in there, get healthy, Augie. I, I still don't think we really know who this team is because they haven't had everybody available yet to really create their identity. Yeah, it's that health thing we talked about and getting everybody healthy and getting everybody on the field on a daily basis so you can see some kind of structure in the season. You know, everybody's going to have the injuries, and sometimes it's a key people. Uh, you, you can't just lose a Christian Yellows and say it doesn't affect you. It does. You know, you, you, you've you been talking lately. It's really interesting, Matt, the comparison you had, and you said, I'll take a team that's not hitting well as an average, but if you're hitting well with runners in scoring position, you are going to be okay. Look at the Marlins. They're classic example. They're hitting about 230 as a team, but they're hitting 262 at runners in scoring position. They're hitting 306 with runners in scoring position with two outs. That's a, that's a, that's that age-old thing of getting guys on base and when you get on base, being able to get those big hits. Tonight they scored two runs with runners on base with two outs. So, it, you know, it's about getting everybody healthy, having everybody there on a consistent basis and doing those little things you have to do to win ball games. And you got to go out and play a good solid ball game gets this thing turned around and and uh, the brewers will be just fine that's jerry augustine i'm matt Pauley. we'll take a break for news we'll be back after that this is brewers extra innings on wtmj it's brewers extra innings with matt Pauley. three two pitch and it's an elevated changeup, and that is smacked into left field for a base hit around third and coming home is urias and the throw's not handled by leon Urias scores, and the Brewers are on the board. It's a 5-1 ball game. That would be as close as they would get. They end up losing by a 6-1 score. Brewers' extra innings continues here on WTMJ. Matt Pauley with former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We will go back to the phones and welcome in Randy in Fort Atkinson. Hey, Randy, you're on WTMJ. Hey. Hey, how you doing? So, you know, the the concern level, I think, started at the beginning of the season. If you really look at this team, the way it was constructed offensively, you, I mean, you got, you know, Wong, Shaw, and Yelich. I mean, they got so many no-name players on that team that just really don't scare anybody. You know, 
our starting pitching cannot keep, you know, there's no way they're going to hold this team together all year long. That's just not going to happen. It's almost like if you're down 2 nothing, you just you, you got in your feelings, they're just going to lose. You know, it, it, there's nobody on that team really that scares you right now with Yelich out. I don't know how you feel about that, but, you know, the, the, off, the way it was constructed offensively was not the best at the beginning of the year even. And, you know, you go back even last year, you cannot win in Major League Baseball with the first base play that we've had for over two years now. I mean, it's just not going to work. So Randy, I'll uh, hang up I, I, let me let me ask Let me ask you this real quick. Because you said no name, and you mentioned Colton Wong in there, and I don't think that's fair of Colton Wong. I think he's more than a no name. I think there's a difference between no name guys. No, I said he and is guys. one of the good ones. Okay, but I, I think there's a difference yeah. between no name guys, and I think there and guys who don't scare you. I would actually, I would agree with you that when you look at this lineup, Christian Yelich scares you. I actually, I, I might put Omar Nervaez in that group, um, but outside of that, I, I think you're right. There's there there's not that that scary aspect to the lineup right now. I don't know really how many hitters really across Major League Baseball do have that kind of scary profile, but I would take issue with your usage of the of the term no name. Okay. Yeah, and you, but if you so you go down south to the Cubs. I mean, our pitching's much better, but they got a Rizzo, they got a Bryant, they got a Baez, Ian Happ. They got a lot of really good hitters. We just don't have that in Milwaukee. And I understand we're in a smaller market. Maybe it's time to look at pool holes. <laughs> that would yeah, be nice. I, I I don't think he's a scary hitter worth the way it is right now. And I appreciate the phone call, Randy, and thanks for engaging a little bit there. Uh and you look at a bunch of those. Now, Javi Baez, admittedly, has, has completely turned it around, and he's putting up really big numbers. But a lot of those guys, the, the Cubs are, are struggling as much as the Brewers are, essentially, from a, from an offensive standpoint. Let me, let me get the up-to-date team hitting, because the Brewers obviously ha- have been struggling. And, Augie, I'll, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this. But uh, the Brewers have a two seventeen batting average. The Cubs are second worst in the National League at, at, at 224. So I understand the point the caller was making, but having Anthony Rizzo and having Chris Bryant and having those guys, it, it's it's not helping the Cubs right now. Well, I think what you know what Randy was referring to. You look down and he talked about Rizzo and and, and Bryant and Baez and all, uh, all those guys. Yeah, they they do. They're good players. There's no question. They're they're the style of player that you can win a pennant with, and you got to have to have your lineup do well with. But you got to look at the Cubs. They've been healthy. They have been healthy all year. At least you can kind of see where they are going. And right now with the Cubs, it looks like the starting rotation is not very good. Their bullpen's very up and down. But their offense, they still got a good offense. But when you look at this Brewer ball club, and I, while, while Randy was talking, I put anytime I'd have Yelly, Kane, and Garcia in the in the outfield with Bradley Jr. Uh, as a fourth outfielder, I, I and McKinney with the way he's been playing, that's a pretty good outfield. I, I would take that with any team to win. I think I agree with Randy in that they struggled at first base, trying to find something. I think that's one reason they put Kesson there with the idea that take some pressure off. Of him with the fielding part of it, let him go out and just swing the bat. And if he just swings the bat, what he's capable of having Wong at second and Urias at short. And and I think I think uh, 
Travis Shaw has done an outstanding job at third base so far this year. That's a pretty good club, and you had the start of the season that Navaris has had. Uh, that's a pretty good ball club, and it's just that they haven't been healthy so you can see what direction they're going. They haven't been healthy so you can put labels on guys and where this team can go offensively. Got a little bit of breaking news. Former Brewers pitcher Wade Miley, now a member of the Cincinnati Reds, has just completed throwing a no-hitter in the Reds' 3-0 win at Cleveland. Miley goes nine innings, does not give up a hit, eight strikeouts, one walk. So it looks like he just got uh, one runner against him. I don't see any hit by pitches on there. Uh, so just what I'm seeing right now, that's it. So that's you got to feel good for Wade Miley, Augie, that he threw a ton of no hitters here in the first month plus of the season. Yeah, he's been, you know, he, he did a nice job at the Brewers. He filled the gap and really pitched well for him. Uh, he's one of the mainstays, uh, when you, you talk about the, the job that he did with him. But, you know, congratulations to Wade. Uh, uh, he's a guy who commands a strike zone. He doesn't overthrow, uh, he's not a power pitcher, but he commands a strike zone. And, uh, you know, and you look at one thing, you, here's another no hitter. That's just a part of what we're seeing this year. Look at all the no hitters we're seeing this year. A lot is talked about baseball in general. Batting averages way down, uh, and pitchers are having success. And I think that's when you see these no hitters. Not that Wade Miley's not necessarily a guy who can't throw a no hitter because he's a very good pitcher. But you're seeing a lot of no hitters. Uh, you're, you're seeing that happen a lot. A lot to do with the batting averages. Whether when is this all going to work itself out? I think it's going to take a little time. Yeah, the Washington Nationals have the best batting average in the National League, and they're hitting two forty seven. That's amazing. I, you look at it, and that just goes to show you. And that really goes along with what you've been talking about, Matt. Is is that you know the batting average is impo- is important. You want to hit well as a team, but the really the most important thing is getting guys on base, getting them over, and getting them in. That runners in scoring position is so huge, and being able to manufacture runs and then also hit the home runs when needed. And Brewers are going to hit home runs. They're going to get their share of home runs, but the manufacturing runs, getting guys on base, and like we say, so far in this road trip, I believe they've had 35 guys on on base so they haven't been scoring enough runs and that all starts with hitting good runners in scoring position we'll get the post-game comments manager craig council that's coming up next brewers fall short they lose uh, today to the marlins 6-1 we're back with more in a moment on wtmj this is brewers extra innings on wtmj 2-1 ground ball fair ball into the corner in left field this is going to score rojas Aguilar is around first. He's digging in for second, and he's going to be there with an RBI double. It's six to one, Marlins. Have a fun nugget for you in honor of Wade Miley throwing a no hitter tonight for the Cincinnati Reds. The only other season in Major League Baseball history to have four no hitters thrown by May seventh was in 1917. The Browns threw the fourth and fifth ones on back to back days on May fifth and sixth with the second one being retroactively changed to a no-hitter by a scorer's decision. So the only other time four no-hitters by May 7th was back in 1917. Good stuff right there. Uh, Manager Craig Council met with the media just a little while ago. Brent Suter came out of the game just a bit early. The bullpen was up and getting ready. His day was going to be coming to an end very, very soon. But uh, he came out due to injury, and as uh, Council began his post-game comments, he gave an update on the status of Suter. Um, nothing, nothing. He just, he was cramping. Um, that's it. Nothing more. Was that going to be his final inning anyway? Yes. Yeah. 
Craig, do you think that playing from behind has impacted uh, some of the offensive numbers we're seeing? Do you think your hitters are impacted by this when they're always playing from behind early? Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. It's, it's hard to say. It's, it's not the obviously ideal way to play. It's not the ideal way to get kind of your pitching lined up. Um, it's a way for them to get their pitching lined up. So, so it's, it's certainly more challenging. Um, and, and, you know, in the end, it's, it's a nine inning game and we gotta, we gotta score more than they do. And, um, you know, I mean, I think you're giving them, you know, grand slams are going to, it's tough to win a game where you give up grand slams. Um, so we've, you know, we dug ourselves a hole early, um, you know, run up against a good pitcher and the couple chances we had, we didn't capitalize, you know, the Tyrone balls, you know, the game that changes the game completely. It's like a hair foul. Um, that, that makes it a different game. So we didn't catch a break there. And, you know, and then we didn't have, we didn't do much after that. Craig, the, the grand slams thing is kind of uncanny here lately. Is it just one of those things where, you know, you know, kind of a bad bad thing happens. The ball starts rolling, and it just you know over the course of time it continues. It's it's just kind of a weird stretch here. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't have an explanation for it. They, they you know we're we're loading the bases. That's not good, and and we're not unfortunately making pitches when we get the bases loaded. If there was, Craig, I'm uh, just considering how the debut went for Alec. Was it good to see him just? get out there for three innings and have a little bit more success and, and also just what three innings meant to you considering Suter leaving early? Yeah, I mean, no, I think, I mean, I'm probably more so just having some success out there. I think it's important for Alec. Um, you know, the first start obviously did not go well. Um, it would it, it'd be tough for him to, you know, this is a positive note. He pitched well today. He got outs today, um, did his job today, so he, he can feel good about it. So, um, from that perspective, um, no, it was very important for him. Same thing for Jordan, too, I would assume. Kind of same idea. Well, I mean, you know, Jordan knows what he's doing. He's 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 been around, so I don't think he needed that reinforcement necessarily. He knows what he's doing. Craig, we're obviously not there to see out into the pen, but Weigel was ready, right? Had he been up for a while? That wasn't like... He didn't come yeah, in cold. He was, he was no. We had got him ready for that inning anyway. Yeah, he was. We had got him ready when the leadoff hitter got on. So, um, you know, that was not the time we were going to use him. But, but he was. He had a possibility to figure in that inning. Craig, you guys just started the season in a very positive way, and this is obviously the first big dose of adversity. Um, just what do, what do you think about the way your guys are handling it so far, and what it's going to take to get out of it? Well, this is a season. I mean, this is a 162 game season where you're going to have times that um, that you're going to have tough times. You're going to run into tough stretches. You're going to run into a team that teams that play really well and and where you don't do enough. Um, we're, we're you're going to run into times when you're a little shorthanded, and, and we're in one of those stretches. Um, and, and you know, fortunately, we played really good at the at the, at the first. 27 games or whatever to get to us, get us to a good point. We're in a tough stretch right now. Um, and, and we'll come out of it. Um, you know, good baseball is the way you come out of it. Um, and, and that will, that will come. That's manager Craig council. I think listening to what he just said is important because it's a, it's a 162 game season. And as a fan, when the team has lost six straight games, it just, it, 
it doesn't feel good, right? Like I, I don't like hosting. I, I, I always love hosting this show, but I don't love it as much when the team's losing. It's not as fun. I don't like talking about losing baseball. I like talking about winning baseball. And uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of where it's at. So it's really easy to get stuck in this uh, in this rut when the team is playing poorly. I think the more important thing is to look at what's going on and try to figure out, you know, how much of this is really real, where it's something to be concerned about for the entire season, not just kind of in the season of the season they're in right now. Now, six games of a 162-game season, we're talking about 3% of the season. The every team, whoever, whatever team has the best record in baseball at the end of the year, you're going to be able to look back through their season and you're going to find multiple six-game stretches where they weren't playing very good baseball. Now, maybe they win. That doesn't mean that every game's gonna, every team's going to lose at least six games in a row. Generally, every team does, I think. Uh, but it's you're going to find stretches. And the Brewers could have easily won one of those games in Philadelphia. They were one big hit away from winning the first three games. And that doesn't, just because they would have won one of those games, or maybe just because they would have won two of those games, doesn't actually change the way they're playing, other than the fact that they maybe got one more hit or made one more play in that game, the focus is more on what can this team do to get out of the rut that they're in right now and uh, start winning ball games once again. All right, uh, we'll go back through it with the highlights. We'll do that next. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. The Brewers fall short against the Marlins. Pitching matchup in this one. A bullpen game for the crew. Brent Suter would be the initial outgetter, while Trevor Rogers, good young pitcher, on the mound for the Marlins. It would be the Marlins who would uh, strike first in the bottom of the first inning. Miguel Rojas leads the inning off with a uh, base hit with uh, one out. Uh, Garrett Cooper would ground out where Rojas is out at second. There would then be a uh, pass, or excuse me, where Rojas would move to second. There would then be a pass ball by Jacob Nottingham. That would allow Rojas to move to third in front of Adam Duvall. Here in Miami, that one eats up Urias, and it's in the left for a base hit. And that pass ball may have cost the Brewers a run as Adam Duvall drives in the first run of the game. It's one nothing Miami. It would say one nothing until the third when the Marlins would really open it up. Miguel Rojas leads the inning off with a walk and then with one out. Garrett Cooper gets a base hit. At that point, uh, Brent Suter comes out of the game. He was a little bit uh, banged up. He wasn't feeling great. We later found out that he was cramping in his calf. So uh, that would uh, bring on Patrick Weigel. He would walk Adam Duvall. That loads the bases for former Brewer, Isan Diaz. First pitch to Isan Diaz, and Diaz puts a charge into it. Deep right center field, back on its Garcia and Kane. Kane jumps. It's gone for Isan Diaz. Another grand slam surrendered by the Brewers. Yeah, it's four grand slams in about a week given up by the Brewers, and it makes it a 5 nothing game. The Brewers would get one of those runs back in the top of the fourth inning with one out, Luis Urias at the plate. 1-1 pitch, and Urias pops it up. Shallow right, going to be a long run for Cooper. Will he get there? He dropped it. He slid and dropped it. Diaz will pick it up, and into second is Luis Urias. It was initially ruled an air, and then later in the game changed to a double. Weird deal, because... 
generally if a if a player dives or slides for a ball, you don't assess an error. But there was no reason to slide on that play. That was a really weird decision to go to the ground. So I think the initial call was probably right with air, but they switched it to double. So, hey, Luis Arias gets a double out of it. You'll take it. Billy McKinney then walks and brings up Pablo Reyes. 3-2 pitch, and it's an elevated changeup, and that is smacked into left field for a base hit. Around third, and coming home is Urias, and the throw's not handled by Leon. Urias scores, and the Brewers are on the board. It's a 5-1 ball game. But that would end up being the only run that the Brewers would score, and the Marlins would get that run back one half inning later. New pitcher into the game, Alec Bettinger, pitching for the first time since his disastrous Major League debut. He would give up a, uh, actually he would uh, get Magnier Sierra to line out, and then would get Trevor, Trevor Rogers to strike out. So very quickly, two outs in the inning, but Miguel Rojas would double, and then former Brewer Jesus Aguilar at the plate. 2-1. Ground ball, fair ball into the corner in left field. This is going to score Rojas. Aguilar is around first. He's digging in for second, and he's going to be there with an RBI double. It's 6-1 to one Marlins. That would be the only run that Bettinger would give up. He goes three innings, giving up the one run on two hits, so much better second appearance for him in the big leagues. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman would come in to uh, pitch in the seventh for the Brewers. In the eighth inning for the Marlins, Adam Duvall leads the inning off with a double, and the next hitter is Asan Diaz. 2-2, lined back towards Zimmerman. It's past his glove and into center. Duvall's going to try and score. Here comes the throw to the plate. Not in time. Nottingham contending that he clipped Duvall as he was trying to score. Diaz ends up at second base. As it stands right now, it's 7-1 Miami. But not so fast. If this one doesn't go the Brewers' way, I give up on replay. Yeah, I agree with you there. This is uh, this seems to be as clear as day that Nottingham got the the pant leg of Adam Duvall. A great throw from Lorenzo Kane all the way through. Umpires take the headsets off, and he is out at home. The Brewers got a replay to go their way. Even though the call was made correctly, with all due respect to Jeff Levering and Lane Grendel, they should just give up on replay anyways because it's the worst system in the history of mankind. But it worked there. You know, blind, blind squirrel, right? Gets the nut, broken clock. Yeah, that's what Major League Baseball replay is. All right, so it remains a uh, 6-1 game going to the ninth inning. Brewers trying to put together a ninth inning comeback. The inning gets started with uh, Viseo Garcia being hit by a pitch. That brings up Luis Urias. Urias line drive back up the middle. A base hit for Luis. Throw to second base. Not in time. Garcia beats the throw. And the Brewers have first and second. Yeah, a couple on in a five-run game. Billy McKinney, though, would uh, line out. Travis Shaw would come up to the plate as a pinch hitter. He would pop out, and with two outs, it would bring up Jacob Nottingham. The band is playing the 3-2. Strike three called in the inside corner, and that's the ball game. Marlins take game one by a final of 6-1 to one here in Miami. With the win, the Marlins go to 15 and 16. The Brewers drop to 17 and 16. Winning totals for Miami: six runs, ten hits, no errors. They leave four for the Brewers: one run, five hits, no errors. They leave seven. Winning pitcher Rogers: he's four and two. Suter takes the loss to drop to two and two. Diaz, the only home run of the game, is second of the year. Game lasting two hours, 59 minutes, played in front of 5,507 folks at Lone Depot Park.
6-1. Brewers fall to the Marlins. We'll preview game two of this series. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Brewers and Marlins wrapping up the series tomorrow. 5-10 first pitch. Our coverage begins at 4 here on WTMJ.